Holy Spirit reveals the mind of God to us. What God is speaking to us now. We need to learn to receive and order our lives by revelation. Both the written scriptures which the Holy Spirit quickens to us as well as the voice of the Lord in the now. Okay, uh, I have some more happy announcements. Uh, actually, just one. Uh, it's an update on Pastor Ashish. Uh, Pastor Ashish is back next Sunday. And uh, yeah, he'll be... Um, okay, I think he can can hear the applause. He must be watching online. Uh, so Pastor, we're all we're ready to you know, receive you next Sunday. So he'll be back next Sunday. And next Sunday, we're going to also have the, uh, our Bible College graduation service. So it's a special Sunday for us. Continue to pray for Pastor. I'd like us to turn to Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21 and verse 23. It says, Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. You know, have you heard of foot and mouth disease? Saying the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong person, the wrong place. It says here that whoever guards his mouth actually saves his soul, keeps his soul from troubles. So what does soul mean? We looked at that, we studied what soul means. It talks about our mind, our will, our emotions, our intellect. So when we guard our mouth, when we are careful about what we speak, we actually guard our soul from troubles. In other words, the words that we speak affect us emotionally. The words that we speak affect us in our will. And when we guard our souls, when we are careful about what we speak, we actually do ourselves a lot of good. You know, a lot of us indulge in self-talk, right? We read in the, in, the, in the Psalms that the psalmist was actually talking to himself. What did he say? He, you know, he says, why are you cast down, O my soul? Now, that's a self-talk that we can indulge in. He says, why are you cast down, O my soul? Hope in God, for I will yet praise him. Amen. So we need, when we talk to ourselves the word of God, then we actually guard our soul, our emotions, our mood, our everything from causing harm. 3 John 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. So the words we speak are very important. It guards our soul. Not only does it guard our soul, but it actually flourishes, causes our soul to flourish. So he says, be in health and may you prosper even as your soul prospers. So may we speak the words of God. May we indulge in self-talk, which uh, when we talk, we let, me, let us speak the words of God, which causes our soul to flourish, which guards our soul. Amen. Let's uh, stand up and make our declaration declaring that this is the word of God and we've been saying it over and over again this morning I just want you to just reach deep down in your heart and just declare it and say this is God's word this is God speaking to me I am who God says I am I can do what God says I can do I will become everything God has promised I'm saved 
healed, delivered, redeemed. I am blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I am a minister of God, a servant of Christ and a channel of His blessing to many people. I receive His word. I believe His word. And I live by His word. Christ is my master. And to Him, I am in absolute surrender. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now declare the word of God to the person next to you. you know, tell them, you, know, you are victorious. Before you sit down. Just tell them, you are victorious, you are saved, you are healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, whenever we make a declaration, it's not just positive talk. I hope we understand that. It's not just something positive that we make up, that we manufacture. You know, what we declare is based on the truth of God's word. Amen. It is there in the word. And therefore, with all confidence, we declare it. Let's continue to do that and make it part of our lifestyle. Every time we sing, we make declaration. Every time we praise God, when we sing His praise, we actually make a declaration. Amen. Uh, this morning, uh, we're going to look at something very interesting. Uh, we're going to look at this aspect of God, um, which is very unnerving, actually. You know, right now, where we are seated, all of us have many thoughts. Some of us are thinking about what we're going to do after church. Uh, some of us are thinking about various things. Some of us are thinking about God. God knows everything. There's nothing that is hidden from His eyes. There's nothing. Even right now, whatever we think, whatever thoughts go through our minds, God knows it already. God knows it already. Everything is open and bare before Him. There is nothing that cannot be, that can be hidden from His eyes. So, do you feel comfortable? We ought to feel comfortable. We ought to feel secure because there's nothing that can surprise Him about our lives, about whatever happens. There's nothing that He does not know already. This omniscient, all-knowing God, He knows it. He knows it all. And not only that, whatever He knows about us, about our lives, about our future, you know, He's not tight-fisted about that information. He's not closing it, you know, holding it close to His heart and say, you know, I will, I will not reveal it. No, no, no. The Bible says that He reveals secrets. He wants to make it known. He wants to show these things. Unlock, unearth these things for our understanding. In order to help us in various situations. In order to make His plans and purposes you know, be fulfilled in our lives. That's our God. He knows everything. You know, we sang that song, I'm so secure, you're here with me. You know, more than his presence, you know, the, the knowledge and the understanding that he knows everything. He knows everything and he's with us. So we can declare, God, I'm so secure, God. There's nothing that can surprise you and therefore I can trust in you. 
And this God is the one who reveals secrets. He does not hold back information. The Bible says that he is, there is a God in heaven, you know, in Daniel chapter 2, the first part of verse 28, but there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And he does so for, with a purpose. In Daniel's life, Daniel went to God. He was in this strange predicament. You know, he was in the courts of Nebuchadnezzar, and Nebuchadnezzar had this dream but the only problem was this, he wanted interpretation for that dream. So he calls his people, the magicians and the astrologers, and he says, I want you to tell me first what I dreamt. That's step one. Step two, and then I want you to tell me the meaning or the interpretation of that dream. And then he says, if you cannot do that, then I'm going to destroy, I'm going to kill all the wise men. And people say, God, I mean, King, you need to tell us what the dream is. Tell us what the dream and we will give you the interpretation. But he says, no, you need to tell me the dream and you need to give me the interpretation. Otherwise, you are finished. And then the scripture records that he actually starts destroying the wise men in the land. One by one, they, they start destroying them, they start killing them. And then Daniel comes to know about it, and then he goes to God. Let's read uh, Daniel chapter 2 and verse 19. Daniel chapter 2, verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Verse 19, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Verse 22, he reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. He reveals information to us about things in the past, the present and future. Now God is able to do that. We worship the same God, the God of Daniel. He reveals information in order to help us, in order to maybe make decisions, decisions that could change the direction of our life, decisions that could change the way we live and what we need to do, maybe some life-altering, life-changing decisions. Now, God is able to reveal the secrets. He also reveals sometimes our secret sins. Now, why does he do that? so that he might bring us to repentance, so that he might correct us, so that we might not destroy ourselves. And he did so in John chapter 4, when we read about uh, uh, the, the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. The Lord Jesus goes and has this conversation with her, and, and he tells her all about her life, all about her sinful life. And she is so amazed, she's surprised, 
and in that instant you know she goes back to the village and tells the men in the village come see a man who told me all that i ever did all that i ever did now here is the lord jesus revealing her sinful lifestyle now that revelation of that secret sin did not really shame her what actually brought her to a place of repentance it actually set her free now that's what god does when he reveals something about our lives when we are living an unrighteous life when we are living all those secret sins in our lives when he brings it when he shares it when the holy spirit shares when the holy spirit reveals it is so that he might bring us to repentance it is so that he might set us free it is so that our life could be a testimony to others and that's what did that's what happened in this case this woman went and shared and she said come see a man who did all who, who told me everything about my life and the others hear her and they come and they listen to the words of jesus and you hear their testimony and they say you know now we believe not because of just what you said but we hear his words and we believe all that he says you know entire village comes to know the lord he reveals the secret sins the god of heaven who reveals secrets also reveals our character our true potential the lord jesus looked at nathanael the first time he he's meeting him imagine he's meeting you maybe you meet someone for the first time and that person says hey you had the masala dosa for breakfast and you're like zap you know you're looking maybe i spilled something here maybe but that's what the lord did he looked at nathaniel behold an israelite in whom there is no guile there is no deceit and and nathaniel said how do you know that how do you know me have we met before this is jesus says before you know i saw you when you were under that tree the lord reveals our true character sometimes we ourselves can be surprised our true potential you know we look at maybe the seed but god looks at the tree and he says you know this is who you are this awesome wonderful big tree giving shelter to many giving shade to many this is who you are he reveals our true character but we look at the seed and say how can this ever be but god knows our true potential he reveals our true character and true potential so we can trust in him and live for him the god of heaven also knows our thoughts our intents the lord jesus when he was ministering in his earthly ministry we time and again we read this about him says for he knew what people thought he knew what they were reasoning he knew the intents of their heart so the lord knows what's going on in people's minds and sometimes he chooses to reveal that to us so that we also get a revelation of what people are thinking what people are you know thinking maybe it could be about you like about something else but he does so with a purpose so that he can bring change and then we see that god reveals the plans and schemes of people sometimes people whom we have to deal with 
or we deal with so as to protect us. You know, all that we are seeing, it's for us to really trust God in our day-to-day life. You know, maybe in the office, maybe in the marketplace, wherever we are, in our schools, in our colleges. This is who God is. He reveals the plans and purposes. He reveals what people are scheming. And that's what happened when it came to Elisha. And uh, the king of Israel came to know about the battle strategies of the Syrian king. Every time they would gather, they would have this closed-door meeting and strategize. Then the next day they would see that Israel would be one up on them. They would know it's, it's as if they had a traitor, somebody who was leaking that information. But what was actually happening was that the Spirit of God was telling Elisha, was revealing to Elisha. So imagine a situation, you know, maybe at work, you're interviewing someone, and, you know, normally during interviews, there's a lot of gyan that has been given, like, there's a lot of information on, I did this, I did this, I can do this, and so on. But God gives you that revelation about what the other person is actually thinking in his heart. The motives of that person. Or maybe it's a, it's a sales deal. You're sitting down to negotiate and talk and discuss. And, and God reveals the actual motives of that person. It's the same God. And he can do that. But have we opened our life for that revelation, to receive that revelation? So this morning, we're just going to look at uh, a few aspects of the work of the Holy Spirit in bringing revelation into our lives and also the need for revelation, the various aspects of the Holy Spirit's work as a spirit of revelation. Now, this is how the Lord Jesus described the work of the Holy Spirit, and we look at that, we look at, um, uh, when we look at James chapter 16, verses 13 to 15, These are the words of Jesus, and he says, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, who is the Spirit of truth? The Holy Spirit. says, When he, the Holy Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. He will take of what is mine, and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So we see um, three or four things here which are described by the Lord Jesus about the Holy Spirit. He's the spirit of revelation. What does he do? He guides us into all truth. He reveals truth to our hearts. He tells us this is truth. So he guides us into whatever Truth is, he guides us, he reveals truth to our hearts. Secondly, he speaks to us. He's a God who communicates, he speaks to us and reveals the heart of the Father. Reveals the heart of the Father. If we want to know what God the Father, Father's thoughts are, his desires are, his purposes are for us, it is the Holy Spirit who reveals the heart of the Father. And then we see that The Spirit speaks to us what the Lord Jesus wishes to convey. Whatever the Lord Jesus wishes to convey to us, the Holy Spirit makes it real. He conveys it. He brings it to us. Because he says here, he will tell you, he will glorify me. He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. 
So he will take what the Lord Jesus gives and he will declare it to us. And also, it says that he, he will also tell us of things that are yet to come. Things that are there in the future. Maybe days uh, ahead, years ahead. He will reveal us. He will show us things that are yet to come. He's more than able to do that. So as believers, you know, we need to desire this revelatory work or ministry of the Holy Spirit. It is scriptural to desire this. Because the Lord says the Holy Spirit has come in order to do these things. And he does it for us, the church, the body of believers. And we can desire, our responsibility is to desire the revelation which the Spirit of God brings into our lives. And to reveal to us the Father's heart concerning various things. Maybe our career, maybe our, you know, it could be about marriage, it could be about relocating to a different place. You know, all of us have many questions. So instead of looking here and there, you know, we need to open our lives to the revelatory work of the Holy Spirit. And we'll be surprised. Like so many times we depend on another person or depend on someone to, to show the way. Yes, God will use human, agent, human agency, but the Lord wishes to reveal to us things yet to come. So can we ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us and prepare us for things in the future? And we can speak to the Holy Spirit, we can ask Him with all that confidence, knowing that this is why He came. This is what He wants to do. Okay. So when we look at revelation, you know, why do we need this revelation? What does this divine revelation have in the place of the believer? Why do we need information that goes beyond our physical senses? You know, I can see, I can feel, I can touch, and I can read, I have information, all the information that I need. I have, there are various channels of information. I can look at the internet, I can get the news on the television, I can read the newspaper. Why can't I base my life on that? Why can't I conduct my life on that? I've been trained in all these educational institutions, school and college, and why can't I live my life like that? You know, the Holy Spirit knows what we need beyond this, beyond what we see, beyond what we hear. He knows. He's the all-knowing God. And He wants us to open our lives to receive this into our hearts. You know, there are certain things that we can know only if God chooses to reveal. And the best part is this. He chooses to reveal. He desires more than we desire to receive, he res desires to reveal. He desires to show. Amen? So let's open up our hearts, open up our lives to his revelation, to his ministry of revelation. Okay, firstly, when the Holy Spirit ministers and reveals things to us, he wants us to know the Father. It takes a revelation from the Holy Spirit to know the heart of God, to know who God is. Let's look at a couple of scriptures, Matthew chapter 12 and verse 27. It says, uh, the words of Jesus again, he says, All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, 
nor does anyone know the father except the son and the one to whom the son wills to reveal them okay let me read that again the second part nor does anyone know the father except the son and the one to whom the son wills to reveal or chooses to reveal and god wants to do that god wants to reveal himself no one knows the father except the son and the one to whom the son chooses to reveal through the holy spirit Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 17 it says that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the spirit of revelation the spirit of wisdom in the knowledge of him so we see that you know intimacy or this knowledge of the father or more than knowledge actually knowing the father you know we can know about someone and we know that it's not the same as knowing that person right we can know about someone we can get information about someone but it's not the same as knowing the person we can get information about maybe a famous personality or a celebrity we can you know we have access to that information but it's not the same thing as knowing someone knowing someone deeply and to know the father the holy spirit comes to give us revelation we cannot know him through maybe a scientific investigation we can get all the facts and figures through an investigation as you know maybe science can help us and point in a certain direction but knowing the father requires the revelation from the holy spirit so you know do we want to know god is that our desire do we want to know more about him then we need to ask the son to reveal the father to us ask god for a revelation and the holy spirit will give that revelation will give that knowing and bring us to that place of intimacy intimacy with the father does not result from you know uh, intellectual examination or you know this is this is a, this is the thing it does not come even with religious involvement intimacy with the father you know i can't say okay i you know i go to church and i i go to this prayer meeting and and uh, i know about the father well if we go to church and if we are relying on the spirit of god to give us that revelation then yes but just as a routine if i'm just involved in some religious activity it does not bring it does not bring me to be uh, intimate with the father so knowledge about god can be acquired through education but really knowing him comes through revelation okay let me say that again knowledge about god can be acquired through education but knowing him comes through revelation the holy spirit also helps us in knowing the son um we read in matthew chapter 16 this conversation between the lord jesus and peter okay um let's go to um, matthew chapter 16 matthew 16 and verse 13 when jesus came into the region of caesarea philippi he asked his disciples saying who do men say that i the son of man am he was actually conducting a poll 
you want to call it that a survey guys who do you think people are saying that i am okay and these are the responses verse 14 so they said some say you're john the baptist some elijah and others jeremiah or one of the prophets verse 15 he said to them now this is a tough one he's saying okay this is what everybody is saying but who do you say who do you say that i am then simon peter answered and said you are the christ the son of the living god jesus answered and said to him blessed are you simon bar jonah son of jonah for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father who is in heaven he's saying simon blessed are you because you did not know this you did not get this information or this revelation to another human being flesh and blood did not reveal it to you but this revelation came to you by my father in heaven another scripture is uh, john chapter 14 and verse 21 the lord jesus says he who has my commandments and keeps them it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and i will love him and manifest myself or show myself to him so this revelation of knowing the son knowing the lord jesus how does it come it's because of the ministry of the holy spirit you know we don't understand it all and we can't hope to really with our own minds with our own intellect come to know the lord jesus it is he who reveals it is he who shows so when we pray for someone we can just pray you know for someone who does not know the lord jesus we can pray and say lord holy spirit please reveal yourself to this person please open the understanding of this person reveal show yourself to this person you know paul who was uh, when he was saul and uh, he was persecuting uh, the believers the lord meets with him he has an encounter and god gives him a revelation of who he is he says who are you lord he says i'm jesus whom you're persecuting and in galatians when paul writes he says the lord who separated me from my mother's womb you know he chose to reveal his son in me so paul got a revelation of the lord jesus from the holy spirit he got a revelation in him himself in his spirit so the lord reveals and we get this revelation from the holy spirit but the thing is this now god might reveal and give evidence and show is uh, show his heart but when our life is hardened when our hearts are hardened we cannot receive that revelation we cannot receive that revelation ephesians chapter 4 verse 17 onwards this i say therefore and testify in the lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the gentiles walk in the futility of their mind having their understanding darkened being alienated from the life of god because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart so when our hearts are hardened because of unbelief when our hearts are hardened when we make up our mind and when we say no matter what evidence is shown i will not believe you know there is there is no use you know i remember when we were when we were young we had a we were in this youth fellowship and um, 
And there was this person who came to the youth fellowship, um, a, a well-educated person. He was actually a doctor and um, he, was, he was studying to be a doctor and he was doing his house urgency then, I think. Well, the thing is, when he heard the gospel, he could not fathom in his mind. How can something be so simple? What is it that I do, that I need to do? I must do something. And the message was, you know, you just need to believe it has already been done. It has already been done on the cross. So all that you need to do is believe and receive what has been accomplished on the cross. But it was like, for him it was like, no, 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 it can't be that simple, it can't be that easy. Now sometimes with all our education, with all our training, we refuse to look at the truth. We refuse to accept the truth. And our hearts can be hardened from accepting the truth. It's the Holy Spirit who reveals the Son to us. And when we walk in love, when we choose to obey Him, we will grow in the revelation of the Son. You know, the Lord Jesus, of course, we know about the Lord Jesus. Many of us here, or most of us here, are believers, and, you know, we love the Lord. But are we growing in the revelation of the Lord Jesus? You know, He revealed Himself to us when we put our trust in Him, and we put our faith in Him, when we started that walk of faith with Him. But ask yourself this morning, am I growing in the revelation, my personal revelation of the Lord Jesus? Am I growing in the understanding? Today, when you look back, maybe three years back or four years back, have I grown, have we grown in our revelation of the Lord Jesus? Only to the extent that we have grown, or only to the extent that we have the revelation, can we share Christ with others? Can we share Christ with others? And the Lord is willing, or the Lord wants, to, wants us to grow in this revelation, personal revelation of the Lord Jesus. He wants to grow in that intimacy. He wants, to, wants us to come, move from the place of just knowing about Him and come to the place of really knowing Him, knowing what's in His heart, knowing His heart for the world. He wants us to come to that place of knowing Him. So are we growing in our knowing of the Lord Jesus? Are we growing in our intimacy with the Lord Jesus? Now, how does it happen? Um, the, the verse that we looked at just now, John 14, 21, it says, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. So when we, we receive the commandments of God, when we keep them, meaning when we walk in them, when we make it our decision, our choice to obey His instruction, we are actually saying, Lord, we love you. We are walking in love. We are walking in, our, in the commandments of God. So when we do that, the Lord Jesus says, the second part, I will love Him and manifest myself to Him. He says when we keep His commandments and... By keeping His commandments, we are actually showing God that we love Him. When we walk in love, when we walk in obedience, then the Lord says, you know, I will manifest myself. I will reveal more of myself. So the answer is very simple. What has the Lord already revealed to us? What has the Lord already showed us? What has He shown us already? What are those 
commandments, what are those instructions that he's already given us? Can we obey from our heart? Can we walk in them? When we do that, we are actually telling God that we love him. You know, many times we sing that we love the Lord. I love you, God, with all my heart and so on. But when we walk in his ways, we are actually, without saying that we love him, we are actually showing from our heart that we love the Lord in our actions. So he says, I will manifest myself and we need to grow in this revelation, grow in this understanding because to the extent that we grow, to that extent we will reveal to others about the Lord. Thirdly, we see that to understand the works of God, to understand the miraculous and the supernatural, we need the revelatory work of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> you know, the Lord Jesus actually, he rebukes a couple of cities and we see that in Matthew chapter 11. Okay, Matthew chapter 11. What's going on in your minds? The Lord knows it already. Okay, so just hang in there. Matthew chapter 11. And uh, we go to uh, verse 20. Okay. Then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works have been done. Now why is he rebuking those cities? These were cities where his mighty works were done. Meaning the miraculous, the supernatural. Why? Because they did not repent. Verse 21, Woe to you, Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment. And again, verse 23, And you, Capernaum, who are exalted heavens, will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. And so on. So he rebukes these cities because they did not believe, they did not repent in spite of seeing the handiwork of God, in spite of experiencing the miraculous and the supernatural. And when we look at verse 25, the same chapter, this is what the Lord says. At the same time, at the time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. You have hidden these from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good to your sight. The wise the prudent, the learned, with all the reasoning, sometimes are unable, or scripture shows they were unable to receive what work God had done. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's God who gives us our intellect. Yes? We have no doubt about that. It's God who gives us our mind, the power to reason. But sometimes when our mind, are, when our reasoning ability is not renewed to the word of God, we can actually cripple our faith. We can actually cripple our faith. We can short circuit our faith. And our hearts can become hardened. We see the work of God, 
God is showing his evidence, he's revealing what we are not able to believe, we are not able to receive that revelation. When there's a revelation about the miraculous and the supernatural, it should bring us to a place of repentance. It brings us to a place of change. And repentance brings us to a place of salvation. I want to read from Matthew chapter 13. And uh, says here, Matthew 13. And the disciples came to him and said to him, verse 10, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it, had been, it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. It has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. It takes the revelation of God to understand the mysteries of God. It takes the revelation of God to understand the supernatural visitations of God. And why was it not given? Why was it hidden? Because the hearts were hardened. It's not that God would not give. We see that he's the one who reveals. But that revelation had no effect in their lives because their hearts were hardened. It takes revelation to welcome the supernatural visitations of God. And we also see from this scripture that we read just now that it takes revelation to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. When our hearts have grown dull, we do not understand. And when we do not understand, we don't receive that revelation. When we don't receive the revelation, we don't come to a place of repentance or change. You know, um, I remember this, uh, watching this movie about John Newton, uh, about actually William Wilberforce. It talks about um, where this movie shows the, the struggle William Wilberforce had um, uh, against the abolition of, uh, he brought about the abolition of the slave trade. And um, we see that uh, in this movie, there's this very powerful scene where John Newton, the one who gave us amazing grace, um, he actually started his uh, career as a slave trader. You know, he was, used to have one of these ships, and from Africa, they would bring slaves. They would imprison people and bring, bring them to the Western world, and they were, they bring African people as slaves, and they were made to work in plantations and so on. And William Wilberforce was really, you know, struggling, striving to bring a constitution to end that slave trade. And John Newton, uh, uh, in this movie, in this particular scene, he has this conversation with William Wilberforce. And William is talking to him, and uh, by this time, John Newton is really old. Um, he is, in fact, uh, his eyesight is gone, he's blind. But he turns to William Wilberforce and he says, William, I was blind, but now I see. He says, William, I was blind, but now I see. The Lord says, you know, eyes they have, but they do not see. He's talking about people who, to whom revelation is given, but yet they're not making that decision to receive it. Ears they have, but they do not hear, because their heart has grown dull. Their heart has grown dull. 
And John Newton has this life-changing experience. And he says, you know, physically he's unable to see. But he says, William, I was blind. Those days when he could see physically, he says, I was blind. My heart was dull of hearing. What, and my, heart, my eyes were blind to what God was showing me. He says, but now I see. Now I see. To understand the mysteries of the kingdom, the grace of God, the love of God. We need the revelation. We need to receive the revelation from the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit gives this revelation, we begin to grasp spiritual truth. We begin to grasp spiritual truth. I'm sure that there's so much more that we need to know from the scripture, understand from the scripture. It's the Holy Spirit who sheds light, who gives us revelation. Ephesians chapter 3 talks about how Paul received the revelation from the Holy Spirit. We, we read about Paul and we see, we are astounded actually, how can this man have so much revelation? He wrote <clears throat> two-thirds of the New Testament, all these epistles, and, and sometimes when you read, we wonder, you know, how did this person come across this information? And he says, he himself testifies and he says that he received this revelation about Jesus. The Father chose to show this give this revelation in his heart. And when we read um, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 3 to 5, you know, we read this, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. The Holy Spirit revealing to Paul, bringing about that revelation to Paul about the mysteries in the Word of God. You know, there are certain things that we, uh, that we read in the scriptures and we say, hey, what was that again? Oh, I wish I could get an understanding of this. When we receive revelation about the mysteries um, of the kingdom of God, or when we receive revelation about the scripture, it's like a bulb that is switched on on the inside. How many of you have experienced that? Right? You read through that portion and, and suddenly it just comes alive. I didn't see that before. I've been reading this for five years, six years maybe. I didn't see this. And suddenly it's like a light that is switched on on the inside. And that's light. In fact, that is light. Enlightenment. The true light which the Lord Jesus chooses to bring. Revelation. Knowledge. Understanding of scripture. He brings it to our heart, he, which illuminates our understanding. It's like switching on a light on the inside of us. So the scriptures being the written word of God, it's a revelation of unseen realities. You know, just think about it. Many things that the scripture talks about, we have not seen with our eyes. We have not seen with our physical eyes, but yet we choose to believe. And how did that happen? And we are, you know, some of us are willing to lay down our lives of these, because of these unseen realities, because of our belief in these unseen realities. You know, the, the person, um, this song, is an interesting history behind the song, I have decided to follow Jesus. 
it was written by some Welshmen, I think. But the person who actually, you know, who sang it, who, who translated this language, it was translated into many languages. But one of the languages, that land was undergoing terrible persecution. I'm sorry, I, 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 just, I forget the name of the country, but they were undergoing some terrible persecution. And as they were being massacred and killed, and this man, he sees his whole family being destroyed because of his faith in the Lord Jesus. Because of his faith in the Lord Jesus. And he was willing to let go of his life, he was willing to lay down his life because the Holy Spirit has given him a revelation, a knowing of these uncertain realities. So much of conviction. You know, can we come to that place? The Holy Spirit is able to bring us to that place of being convicted, of being convinced, of, being ha of having that confidence that yes, these unseen realities are in fact the higher reality. Scripture says that the things that are seen were made by things that are unseen. By the spoken word of God. All that we see around came into being by the word of God. That was the building material. So the unseen realities in Scripture made real to us by the Holy Spirit. We need that revelation. So when we study the word of God, may it not be just a intellectual exercise to gain knowledge to, to know the books of the Bible or to know the facts and the figures may it be may it bring about as we depend on the author the Holy Spirit may it bring about a revelation in our heart may we come to know may we come to that place of intimacy with a God who wrote the scriptures amen amen and uh, he reveals all these things to us in our spirit and and also for us as believers and more so for us as a church as individuals and as a body the lord chooses to open our eyes to the treasure that is there in scripture so that we might take hold of that grasp that and walk in that revelation so this morning as the Spirit of God brings specific revelation into our lives. You know, what are we doing about it? The revelation could be a counsel, a correction. It could be an encouragement, maybe a direction that we are seeking. The Holy Spirit chooses to bring about that revelation, chooses to bring about that knowledge, that understanding in our hearts. But we need to desire, we need to lean, not just on our own understanding, but lean upon him and say, Spirit of God, speak to me. Spirit of God, I want to know. Spirit of God, you are willing to show, you are willing to show us things that are, uh, that are secret, show us these mysteries that are there, show us what we need to do. Maybe as a family, maybe in business, or maybe, you know, whatever those decisions that you are, uh, maybe some life-changing decisions, maybe significant ones. Now we can choose to open up our lives to the Spirit of God and to His work of revelation. Let's take this time to just open our hearts to Him, open our lives to Him and
and say, Spirit of God, come. Show us, God. Show us, oh God. May we be like children. You know, the, as we were praying um, just before we started worship, just, God just showed a picture of a big handcuff and uh, a hand inside the handcuff. But the thing is that the hand just came out because it became the tiny hand of a baby. It just slipped out of the handcuff. And the Lord was just, uh, you know, again reminding that we need to be childlike. We need to trust. We need to be childlike. And, you know, this handcuff is not big enough to hold us. Now, whatever those bondages are, they're not big enough to hold us. Can I just request the worship team to come? Or maybe just the instrumentalist. Maybe not the whole team, yeah. Um, and this handcuff will slip away. Now, what are those things that are holding you? What are those things that are holding you bondage? You know, can you receive from God as a little child? Can we just trust him implicitly and say, God, I trust you. I believe in you, God. And I'm dependent on you as a child is on the earthly parents. I'm dependent on you, Master. I need your revelation. I need your understanding. I need you to show me, God. Spirit of the living God, come. Fall afresh on me. Fall afresh on us, God. Open our eyes to see you, Master. Open our ears to hear you, God. Just go ahead and tell the Lord, Lord, I want to grow in that revelation of you. Oh, how can I talk to others about you if I do not know you myself? If I have not come to that place of intimacy about yourself, knowing you, what's on your heart? Let's go ahead and open my eyes, Lord. I want to see Jesus, yeah, to reach out and touch him and say, and say that I love him. Open eyes. Help us to listen, oh yes, open my eyes, Lord, I want to see Jesus. Can we all stand and just reach out to heaven and say, God, God, so many times I've been blind. May I, this morning, just declare like, what John Newton declared, I was blind, but now I see. Yes, Lord, you've been showing us the evidence of your goodness, your faithfulness. The heavens declare the glory of God. All creation is just singing your praise, talking about you, God. Speak to me, oh Lord, Spirit of God, Spirit of God, oh, this is my heart, my desire, let's cry out to Him, oh, open my eyes, Lord, my eyes, I want to see Jesus. 
heart to reach out and touch and know that you love us. Open our ears, open our ears, Lord. We want to listen. We want to listen, yeah, God. And open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus. Okay, if there's anyone here and, uh, and you're saying, you know, I, I want Jesus. I want to see Jesus. You know, um, I know about him, but... Um, you know, today I want to know Him. Now, can you go ahead and just pray this prayer in your heart, saying, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I just open up the door of my heart. Come in, Lord. Show me, God. You know, that's the prayer I made many years ago. I said, Lord, I don't know you. These people who sing about you and who pray, I can't pray like that. There's something missing. I know all these facts and figures, but I, I don't have a relationship with you. Jesus, I want to know you. If you are real, can you show me? And he did. And he chooses to do that this morning. In the quietness of your heart, you can just reach out to him and say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for me on the cross. I believe that you took on the cross all that was separating me from you. I choose to believe in that. Come into my heart, come into my life and change my life. I have many needs, O oh God. I have many questions, O oh God. I have many challenges, O oh God, which only you can intervene and change. So Lord, won't you come into my heart? Won't you change my life? Just go ahead and invite him. And those of us who know the Lord, can we stir ourselves up and say, God, I desire more of you. There are areas in my life that need change. There are areas in my life that need to go, that need to be destroyed. Spirit of God, I just call upon you, God. Help me make, make those righteous choices. Strengthen my will to say no to sin. Give me that understanding, Lord what your heart's desire is, what your plans are, for you are a revealer of secrets. Sharpen me in the inner man. Sharpen my hearing. Oh, may my ears hear. May my eyes see. May my heart receive your mysteries. Open my heart, God. I need you. I need you, oh Lord, oh I need you, open my eyes, oh God, open my eyes, Lord, I want to see Jesus, to reach out, to reach out and touch Him, I want to say, Say that we love you, God, with all our heart, oh God. Open our ears, oh Lord. We long to hear your voice and help us, oh Lord, to listen. Oh 
us, O Lord, to listen and open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus. We're going to sing that again, but I want to sing it from your heart. Oh, yes, oh God, my desire, God, is to know you, is to hear your voice. Just go ahead and say, God, I want to hear you, God. I'm desperate for you, God. Nothing else will do, God. Knowledge about you, oh God, that might help, but I need a revelation this morning. Oh, open my eyes, oh Lord, my prayer, my cry. I want to see Jesus. I want to reach out, to reach out and touch you and to say, to say that I love you. And open my ears, oh God Help me, help me to listen Open my eyes, Lord I want to see Jesus Yes, Lord, thank you, God Thank you, you know we have prayed in line with the will of God. It's God's desire, it's His will. The scripture says that when we pray in line with His will, we have the things that we've asked for. So get ready. Get ready for revelation. You know, when you read the word, just open the word and say, God, I thank you because you are here, then you will open my eyes to see amazing things, treasures from your word, O oh God. When you face situations, go with that confidence and say, Spirit of God, the revealer of secrets, Lord, help me in this interview. Help me to choose, Lord. Help me to decide, O oh God, this decision, this business thing, this business plan. Help me, God. Help me. I'm here as your child. Maybe it's a life and death situation. That's what Daniel faced. And maybe if you're facing a life and death situation, can you go to him who is the source, the fountain of life, and say, God, I need you. I need your revelation today. Otherwise, I would die, God. I need you. I just say, by the Spirit of God, that he's more than willing to help. He who is with us, he who is in us, he will take us through. Amen. Amen. And with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, who brings about the revelatory work, may, he, may that communion be with us. May we continue to walk in love and come to that place of intimacy of really knowing the heart of God today and in the days ahead. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great walk with God. You know, for he who is with us is greater than he, he that is in the world. Amen. Amen. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Go victorious, declaring the word of God, believing in him. Amen. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.